Where am I? And where are you? Hey guys, we're live from the jungle. Uh, listen to the sounds. You see any good movies lately? Uh, hey Matt, welcome to the show. Yeah. Uh, you see any yeah. good movies lately? Yeah, uh, I saw one. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, well, actually, give me. Uh, did I see more? Did I see more than one movie this week? Besides, you were supposed to watch like uh, one of the movies of all time. Did you watch uh, uh, one of the the movies? What was the? <laughs> oh yeah, I was supposed to watch one of the movies of all time. Yeah. Look, I didn't get the time. Okay, no. So, so I I didn't watch the movie of all time. I watched a movie of okay. all time. Okay. Um, it it's called the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. It's by it's directed by Terry Gilliam. It's kind of cool. You remember the movie um, Mr. Magorium's Wonder Emporium? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought this movie was before <laughs> I watched it. Okay. Uh, that movie, Mr. Magorium, I remember from the commercials because they had a jingle that would go, and it's Dustin Hoffman. It wasn't Dustin Hoffman singing. It's just he's Mr. Magorium. Uh, but the jingle goes, Mr. Magorium's Wonder Emporium. They play that on YTV like 10 times an episode. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's enough about that. So I watched this other movie that wasn't that. Uh, it was actually a lot more depressing and dour than what Mr. Magorium probably is. But it was pretty decent. Basically, it's just this guy... This ancient monk type guy. It's a weird movie, okay? Because mm-hmm. it's a Terry Gilliam movie. He only knows how to make one kind of movie. It's a weird movie. Yep. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's decent, like Fear and Loathing. It's just this monk gets approached by the devil, who's played by Tom Waits. And he makes a deal with the devil. And he's like... The deal is that he's going to be immortal, but he gets... The devil gets his child when he turned no okay that's not right let me start over okay rewind rewind erase fuck it okay we're gonna do it live right now okay yep he makes a deal with the devil he says I wanna be immortal devil says okay and then like 2000 years later he's like in modern day London He just one of those broke guys with you know a, a traveling he's just like got like a traveling circus type set on his carriage and he's broke, and he hates being alive because being alive for a long time probably sucks. And that's like, haha. That was like, that was like the monkey's paws. That like, he just got what he wanted, but it's shitty because mm-hmm. he's poor and he's like an alcoholic. And then he has a daughter, and who's just about to turn sixteen, which they make explicit that that's the age of consent in England. Uh, and then Andrew Garfield is there as like his employee as like a busker being like come ye gather round um, and then the plot of the movie is he made a deal with the de- another deal <laughs> the running thing is that he kept making deals with the devil because I guess he's bored <laughs> Okay. and he made a deal with the devil when he met his daughter's mother and he said well age me down because he looks he's immortal but he looks old as shit so he's like make me look young so I can court this woman and I'll give you my child when they turn 16 okay any children I have so the, he has a kid they don't really explain why he did that without really thinking it through anyway basically then the devil comes and he's like I'm gonna give one more wager you have to get five the first person to five souls wins mm-hmm and if you win, you can be free. And if not, I have your daughter. The gist of the movie is that he has this traveling show and nobody cares about it. Like it's just, in, it's in the modern day. They try to contrast that with the old 1800s, like vaudeville aesthetic. And he has like this mirror that's magic. And when you go into it, it's like another dimension, but it's made of your imagination. Um, so the gist of it is that if you you can either basically you kind of choose it's like if you're willing to explore your imagination then you're redeemed and they let you go mm-hmm. uh, but if not then you get killed by the devil and you're never seen again okay it's like a weird metaphoric thing they never explain it's just like you have to free your mind you have to be 
one with whatever. It's kind of hippy dippy crap. Anyway, that's the plot of the movie. Uh, he does win. He gets the five souls. Nice. And then that's the end of the movie. Um, it's weird because you ever see Birdman? Nope, not yet. In Birdman, I'm trying to think of an. There's many movies like this, but it's a kind of thing where um, it's shot like almost look like with a fisheye, where everything is really up. Fear and loathing. Yeah, Fear and Loathing is like that, uh, like during, when they're tripping balls. Yeah. He does that like for the whole movie. Really? And I think it's to contrast like what's supposed to be like a world of wonder with what you actually get. Because like I said, it's, I thought it was going to be Mr. Megorium, but it's actually just about a sad old man <laughs> and his inability to stop gambling. Mm-hmm. Um, the performances are decent. Um, the visual effects are cool. Although dated, I mean, the movie's like 13 years old. Mm-hmm. I think the big notable thing is that this is Heath Ledger's last movie. Really? Yeah. So he's the character. He comes in and he's just a guy they find who has amnesia. And they reveal more about him later. But he just joins the troupe. Mm-hmm. But when he goes into the dimension, the mirror dimension, and he's trying to persuade people free your imagination he's played by other actors so they get Johnny Depp they get Jude Law and they get um god who else do they get I can't remember the other guy but it's cause Heath Ledger died yes. midway through production and there's like a couple of things that touch on it like there's one part where they're in the imaginarium realm and they show a river and it's like look Princess Diana James Dean they died young, but they're immortal now because they never aged and they never got sick. And I remember thinking, well, that's pretty heavy-handed because we know that Heath Ledger died. Supposedly, though, I looked it up, Terry Gilliam said, no, I had that stuff in the movie before he died. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and that was Heath Ledger's like big method acting moment. Yeah, all right. Um, the movie's alright it's a lot of visual splendor and like just a it's really dry humor um, you're really gonna be into this movie if you do kind of like the dark fantasy that they're doing in Brazil but it's not nearly as insightful or as witty or as poignant at that it's like somewhere it's somewhere like a little bit under fear and loathing but i would okay. say it's worth the watch nice yeah that's it how many bags uh, i would give that three out of five all right three out of five i'd probably watch it again um the other guy is colin farrell they get colin mm. farrell okay uh, spoilers do you want me to spoil yeah, i want to spoil the movie just watch it okay this stuff goes on with the guy and then stuff happens mm-hmm it's all right. Like I said, it's a big. It's the effects thing. That like the big thing in the movie, the effects. Um, Heath Ledger's in it, but he's also not. Is his last picture, and um, they really sexualize this sixteen-year. Well, this fifteen turning sixteen-year-old throughout the movie. I don't know if that's just like a British thing. Or it's kind of weird. Yeah. Could be. Yeah, I mean, you know. I was going to say respect, but not really. Okay, so, I don't know. Next time, I would recommend he just maybe move her up a little in age before we start, you know, dilly-dallying like that. It just It's just a weird thing that is glaring now when you watch that movie. Anyway, there's the, the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Nice. Next week, I'll review Mr. Megorium. We got to re- review a the movie. Well, what's a, is that a the movie? No. Okay. Well, like Citizen wh- Kane. Where's the list of the movies of all time? Uh, IMDb top 100 movies of all time. I've seen like probably at least half of them. Like another, another shot, so I can watch Dark Knight again. No, a new one. Uh maybe I'll watch Citizen. Maybe I'll watch. Maybe I will watch Citizen Kane. Maybe. There you go. <sighs> See any other good movies? Um. No, I didn't. And that's to my great shame. I saw something. What'd you see? You want to hear? Um, yeah, I got time. I saw the Studio Ghibli movie called Only Yesterday. Okay. Maybe it's Only Yesterdays. 
I thought I was going to see the wind rising. I got, went up to the ticket booth and I said, hey, ticket for uh, wind rising, please. And he said, what? <laughs> we don't do that here. And I said, wind rising, sir. And he said that movie doesn't exist. Did um, he say that? Yes. Pretty presumptuous of him to say, like, you're just going to declare that that movie doesn't exist. Maybe it's not playing at the theater. But okay. It, it doesn't exist. All right. And I was like... He was gaslighting you, man. I went to go see with my coworkers. It was, it was their idea. So then I ran back. What movie were you seeing? Oh, okay. Um, so I got in. The, it said that the movie started at 10. This was at the McGillivray Theater. And then we just sat in the theater in darkness for five 10 minutes and i thought where's the movie was this at showtime what do you mean like, it started at 10 and then like it, it was a 10 p.m show and you got there yep, 10 and yep, you're waiting yep. in darkness yeah okay and then as I you do go on i was like hey when is the uh the movie starting he's like uh like in 15 20 minutes <laughs> i was like oh, okay uh so then we just waited there for a bit uh but then the movie started and it uh First of all, I should say I'm probably not the target audience for this movie. What it's about is there's this 27-year-old woman living in Japan, and she's going to she's taking a break from work, like two weeks, two week break, and she's going to go to the countryside and be a farmer. And then while she's doing that, she flashes back to when she was in like fifth, sixth grade, and just her experiences in school, and then it would flash back to present day, maybe how they're affecting her, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that the kid part was almost meaningless, and there were some things that they showed her doing as a kid that would then foreshadow how she is as an adult, but then they have like a section where uh, she learns about periods and how embarrassing that was. And then, like, the boys finding out, and then the boys making jokes about it. And, ah, stop it! <laughs> Don't! Uh, it's embarrassing. And I was like, what is, why am I watching this? It's- well, wait, it, the, is there, like, a traumatic event that happens uh, in the childhood? Somewhat. Or is it just, like, they're just showing... What's the plot of this movie? She just That's goes, it. She just and, goes to the countryside? Yeah, it's a two-hour-long movie. Um, and she goes to the countryside when she gets there then they sort of cool it with the flashbacks and then it just becomes this love story okay. about her in the sky and then she starts flashing back to the past a bit more and then her time's up she's going back to the city and the granny at the farm is like you should move out here and marry whatever his name is I forget I'm going to call him um, Chet, Chet. Uh, you should marry Chet and she says, no, I'm sorry, ah, I'm just a poser. And then she gets on the train to leave, and then credits roll, she runs back, and she marries him. The classic airplane terminal moment. Yes. All right, so that sounds, that sounds like a delightful little film. It was just kind of boring <laughs> seeing um, this 12-year-old or whatever being a brat, um... The, the the flashback scenes like some of them like there's this one where she's going out or her family's going out for dinner they're getting Chinese food and she says I would I want to go with you guys but my sister has or her sister has this purse that she really wants and she says I can't go because I don't have a purse uh, everyone else has a purse but me um, okay so then her mom's like just give her the stupid purse and then her sister makes a big fuss about it you know throws a purse at her. And then she's like, you know what? I don't even want to go now anyways. And then they're like, okay, well, we're going. And then they leave. And then she gives it a few seconds. And then, oh, wait, I really want to go. So she runs outside. And then they just throw in this weird thing where she runs outside without her shoes. And then her dad is like, you forgot to put on your shoes. He says something about her shoes. And then he just walks up to her and slaps her. And... And this is when she's an adult? That's when she's a kid. Okay. I was like, okay, what is this all about? Uh, they just added that in there. Anyways, but that foreshadows how she's going to leave the thing that she wants, which is this man, and then at the last second run back and take it. So that was good. But then they just have stuff like all the feels where she has a crush on this boy, and then he, he talks to her and she blushes. And it's just sort of meaningless to the main story, which is then this love plot at the farm, which was like 
okay. I mean, it's a Studio Ghibli movie. It's not Miyazaki, um, but it looks really pretty. He doesn't do all the movies? No. This one, he was billed as, like, something I hadn't seen before, like, general producer or something. It's like something. some executive producer shit, which yeah. is, like, here's a check, and I will you can put your name on it. And it's like, I pay you guys. And they're like, okay. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but, yeah, it was by some other guy, which I had not heard of before. Um, and the voice acting is tremendous. Not only, like, the people doing it, but on the technical side, the the mixing on it is is great. Was it dubbed or subbed? It was thankfully subbed. Also, is this a new movie? No. It's an old yeah. studio yeah. Ghibli movie. Okay. Yeah. I think like in the mid uh, thousands. Okay. Yeah. In the oddies, yeah. as they say? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And I saw that and okay, I saw something else, but the last time we talked about it went on for too long. Uh, I don't know if you want to hear about it, but I started uh, Stranger Things Volume 4. Yeah, let's get the vo- uh That's the new one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so you, but you didn't finish. No, this first episode. Now, that's a coincidence because earlier today, mm-hmm. I was watching the songified version of Chrissy Wake Up. I don't like, I don't like this. this. Chrissy Wake Up. Then I watched the scene and I was like, oh, that was kind of creepy, actually. Yes. Uh, oh. <laughs> you want to know about it? It's got it? heavy. I, like, I kind of know the gist of okay. what goes on with, with Vector and... <laughs> His evil yes. Freddy Krueger schemes. He looks like, uh, I don't know, he looks like dad bought it almost when he seen me. He's kind of slouched <laughs> over a bit. I don't know. Uh, what would you, how many bags? For the first step? It was just the first step? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, how many bags? Yeah. Um, uh, For the first step, yeah, I'll give it four to five bags. Nice. So great start to yeah. the season. Yeah. Um, well, you know, give us updates. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite part so far about the new season? Tell me. Just with every season, the budget gets bigger and the show looks better. More money? Yeah. Is what you like it's, about it? It's pretty nice that it's starting <laughs> to look good. The writing improves like every season. Well, except for season two, that was a dip, but whatever. Um, Soundtrack is bumping. I mean, it opens with California Dreamin' by the Beach Boys. So that was nice. Nice. Um, and yeah, just the characters, they're they are really finding their lane and flourishing within them. Nice. Yeah. Um, how many episodes are in the season? I don't know. I don't check. Uh, well, how are you going to budget your time? You know. I watch like one a week. <laughs> What if, you don't even know how many weeks you have left that's that's ridiculous that doesn't make sense yeah what if I died without finishing it that would suck that'd be shitty yeah you have to meet Vecna in hell kick and his get ass him, and get him <laughs> kick his ass tell him what happened mm-hmm. play some K Bush or something alright well we watch a movie Matt picked yeah. this one well you know technically you picked it so I'll just offload that on you. And you know because what? It was pretty damn good. It was pretty damn good? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, why? <laughs> <laughs> Tell the folks listening Tell the folks home, at home. What's yeah. it, what, what is it about? Go, go, go. So the movie is uh, Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. And basically it follows two caricatures as they amble around in a drug-addled haze for 85 minutes. Yes. And some stuff happens, arguably. Mm-hmm. And they smoke a lot of weed. Yes. So that's the gist of the movie. It's Cheech and Chong's first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what, uh, <laughs> what was so good about Up in Smoke by Cheech and Chong? I was just surprised that I hadn't seen this movie before. Same. Like, this kind of seems like such an easy pick uh, at a, like at the after party in yeah. high school or something to yeah. put this on. Um, it's, uh, it's a funny movie. I also did as the Romans do while watching it, uh, which may have <laughs> enhanced my enjoyment of it. Um, but it's, it's, a funny, uh, it's a funny movie. They you, have wait, good... do as the Romans do... 
like you had sex with your boy slaves? Like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. 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 I practice man love uh, <laughs> before while watching this movie. Um, yeah, it's a funny movie. They have like good overarching like jokes. Like they'll pick up a prop and then that prop will spawn this whole little subplot and that has a funny conclusion. Uh, the soundtrack's pretty good. I mean, I was trying to figure out what they did before this because I wasn't too familiar with Cheech and Chong they were just like a comedy duo and they dropped like comedy records yeah. uh, and did like stand up stuff um, and I was looking this up uh, they met in BC Tommy uh, Chong is Canadian but uh, Cheech Marin is from the states and he moved to Canada to evade the draft for the Vietnam War and then they, they met in BC. So shout out uh, to the BC boys. Shout out to the Vietnam War. Yes. Lots and of allegories to it in this Yeah, movie. well, oh, don't worry. We'll get into the political under and over don'ts. Actually, there is literally... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, okay. Anyway. It basically amounts to do, like, just, just let me smoke my reefer, bro. And fuck the police. Yeah, like, Chong is the stoner character... And then he kind of feeds Cheech that energy throw because Cheech is just supposed to be like this greasy guy. Uh, he's supposed to be a, a, a Mexican. So what did you mean by that? Well, that he like how he decorates his car, how he uh, interacts with women. Yeah. Um, which is funny because, and we can cut this if need be. I have a, I had a coworker, and she told me that her grandmother knew Cheech when she was younger, sixteen years old, young. Really, sixteen years old, young. And um, apparently he's just as greasy in real life, if you catch my drift. So I thought that that was I interesting. Don't, that I, was all legit. Uh, <laughs> we we can't confirm nor deny if that was what happened, but someone told me that story. I see. I thought was interesting. I understand. <laughs> Moving on. Um, yeah. So Chong is like the stoner guy. Cheech is like this uh, greasy sex ball guy. And they feed off of each other's energy. They make uh, jokes about weed and counterculture throughout. I thought it was funny. Um, like, I was comparing this to Harold and Kumar, and I enjoyed this way more than Harold. Disrespectful, and- really. Disrespectful to Harold and Kumar. They are kind of mid in comparison when now watching this. It, it they have no personality. Okay, that's fair. Facts. That that that's fair, and I guess that like this was the and I guess if if we just want to get right into the cult appeal, um, I guess that's this is like I guess the genesis of the stoner movie. I don't know what else came before this, but you know this is basically, you know, like Seth Rogen owes his life to these guys. He wouldn't have a career if it weren't for these guys paving the way for slackers to dick around with millions of dollars for 90 minutes and then build a stoner comedy. Um, it's alright. Mid. I also wanted to say that their budget was a million and then they needed another million and the execs at the studio said no fucking way. Because they read the script and they're like, not a lot going on here. <laughs> and then uh, one of the director uh, supplied the cash. And it was a good choice because they made like a hundred plus million dollars off of yeah, it. Yeah, this is very successful. Yeah. Uh, really a cult movie. Well, that's... Um, you. Know, it's a cult movie because the critics didn't like it, apparently. Okay, fair. And the, now they do. Gene Siskel, uh, I read he put it on his worst movie <laughs> of 1978, I think it came out. I don't think it's that bad. I think he was. A, I think he was clutching his pearls during the movie, probably. I think he needed to smoke a little dope. Do you on. think he ever did? Um, probably tried it and was like, I mean, even the cops in this movie tried it. Mm-hmm. Like the guy, the the interviewer is like, you ever smoke marijuana? And he's like, once. And he's going to elaborate, but then he just cut. <laughs> Look, the movie's okay. I like Cheech and Chong. I've seen Tommy Chong before yeah. in that 70s show. He's just doing the same character where he just, he, yeah, he's pretty good at doing the, uh, at like the spaced out hippie. Mm-hmm. He's funny. Um... There's something about his uh, his voice that is just... It, it, it's so dopey. Yeah, he has, like, this openness and this little, Come like, on, rap. man. Yeah. I don't know. Something about it. And he, and he, he does have decent chemistry with Cheech, who is a Mexican caricature mm-hmm. in this movie. 
Um, and I like them on screen, and I like their chemistry. And watching the movie, I could, I got the sense that this is not the best they have to offer. Okay, mm. because I don't think the script is that good. Mm-hmm. Um, it is one of those stoner movies where they go from point A to point B, and it's loosely connected. The overarching plot is uh, Cheech picks him up, a uh, Tommy. Well, no, the characters are uh, Pedro. And then the other guy is just man. Mm-hmm. Um, so Pedro picks up man on the side of the road, and then they're just trying to score. And then they get deported, and then they try to smuggle dope over the border. Then they want to go to the Battle of the Bands. They're in like a band thing. It's kind of scatterbrained. That's okay. You know, it's the kind of movie where that's okay. But in like a pineapple. Yeah, and then there's just cops chasing them. And the cops are the butt of the jokes. Um, it's You know, sometimes the jokes... It, 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 there's, like, some gross-out jokes. There's some lewd stuff. I, I think some of the jokes are fine. You know, in hindsight, this movie probably would be more effective when it had that kind of counterculture or anti-authority cachet mm-hmm. where you go to this movie stoned in the theater and it's kind of a thrill because you're not supposed to mm-hmm. I think that's a, a little bit of that is lost here yep. and in something like a Pineapple Express as an example of a, like a Seth Rogen stoner movie that I actually like mm-hmm. that one feels a little bit that one knows to have a solid plot and then to have jokes peppered in because it's easy to center them around whatever ridiculous situations going on that had good set pieces i'm sure that had more money um but this one is like a little too lazy for me almost like you know like it's a little complacent like what are some of the memorable jokes from this movie um they smoke a joint filled with dog shit that was that was kind of funny there's a running gag where they had to they have fiber weed yep which is like it's basically spray on weed for easy transport and smuggling into the country and there's a couple of jokes where some pedestrians get high accidentally although they kind of just amount to and in a movie about drugs i would expect some creativity with their drug jokes uh every time someone gets high they're just hungry okay listen there's a complex range of emotions when you have thc in your system okay Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's not just cheeseburgers and hot dogs and pizza man okay one part that i liked is when the cop uh the cop got high he walked up to the car he like he was uh trailing them on his motorcycle and then uh, a bit of the tail end was lit it's like their exhaust is like um it's it's smokable yeah yeah and he's getting high off of it and then he uh pulls them over walks up to the car and then he's just like what's up guys and and (laughs) they're like what do you they're like what do you guys want and they're like uh nothing (laughs) okay that scene was funny yeah okay they they have like um they have moments where someone will just start acting somewhat high and people who are in the know will get it and think that that's funny rather than like have you seen Euro Trip? I have not. Okay. Is that a is that a is that kind of one of the movies of all time that I should watch for next week? No, but well, like up there with like uh, scary movie or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a ringing endorsement coming from you. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but they have this scene where a couple of them go to some some uh, lounge and they thought that they were eating edibles there and then they started getting high and then it's like crazy visuals and like whoa or like fear and loathing when you start seeing lizards there's nothing like that it's just like people's body language changes yes yeah and that's a joke that's one thing that I like is that instead of having actually is that instead of having like this in the stoner movie or where like yeah and fear and loathing where it's like whoa look how crazy everything is they kind of just shoot it plain so you just kind of see them acting kind of dopey yeah just yeah. like what it would just look like yes. you know rather than then running um through a jungle or something <laughs> and there's like you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that was a nice perspective and and i think that's something that may be due to the budget constraints but it's a nice choice because you know the movie does have kind of an a decent like diy aesthetic it's not too extravagant yeah um yeah, okay like in comparison to a Harold and Kumar as well um I want to give I want to shout out Harold and Kumar cuz I don't like you disrespecting them. They don't have look. Okay. Harold and Kumar in <laughs> hindsight, listen. 
in hindsight, Harold and Kumar in that movie, I remember it's like the two guys are ethnic and they're just both like normal guys. Yes. But then they always make e- other people are always making ethnic jokes about them. That feels like a response to this, like a modern update to this because of Cheech. It's like it's fine, it's whatever. Um what else is there about this movie? Yeah, I guess Harold isn't saying like hero there. Yeah, and it's like in the movie, it's just like they, sh- it's like um, they, they do like a they do like a police sketch of Harold, and it's like it's just the most egregious thing ever. But then the guys just act normal, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then Harold and Kumar is just like Kumar is like the dumbass slacker, and Harold is also the dumbass slacker, but slightly more responsible. I'll give you that they have more personality, mm-hmm. okay? But where is the fast food promotional tie-in in this? <laughs> Almost none. Yep. Um, they there's a scene um that I like, and I was looking at some of the trivia for this movie. Uh, the scene where they go to the upholstery shop in Tijuana that's really a marijuana processing plant, and then a dog eats his burrito, and he's like, "Hey, what?" That was ad lib. Like that was a real straight dog that came and eat his burrito, oh and they're like, God. "Oh fuck, man." There's stuff like that. Um, there there are some genuine and like organic moments that you can tell are either ad libbed or improvised, mm-hmm. or just done in a way that you can in a movie. That even if it's a weak script, it's got a little bit of leeway in terms of you know what you can do in the performance and stuff. And I know it's like the movie, like the movie ends and like um, that's it. Okay, that's it. The movie ends and then it ends. And I need a movie that ends and then it continues. Okay, <laughs> do you do you feel me? Like, like Mulholland Drive? Yeah. And I'm and that movie is still running to this day. You know what I mean? Okay. Um it's okay. Like the some of the stuff is like some of the jokes are I think they could have pulled stronger material. I'm sure if they have comedy albums or stand up routines, like I, I would have been fine with them recycling jokes. They 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 hit they have these cop characters that are just like the stereotypical, like they're dickhead cops, they're idiots. Like in Fritz of Cat. Yes, um, they piss on them. They literally piss on them yep. two times. It's like okay, you know. And apparently, the main cop in this was based off a cop that Tommy Chong knew in Victoria, BC. So that kind of plays into what I'm saying, where it's like you know that kind of contempt for the authority and the countercultural lifestyle that was actually edgy at the time. It's kind of lost some of that. It doesn't do anything terribly insightful in talking about it. Mm-hmm. And except there is a couple of valley girls they pick up um, that are kind of funny just in the way they talk. They're also drug addled, of course. <laughs> um, and some of their stuff is kind of akin to like a Fritz the Cat, like laughing at hippies kind of deal. They didn't do enough of that, though. For me, I don't. For me, I don't think that it's that um, that it's trying to be anything witty or insightful. I think it's just supposed to be a stupid uh, stoner movie, and yeah. it, and it works as one for me. So that like, I think all this stuff that you dislike about this movie, I just I just take with a grain of salt. Yeah, that's a difference. I mean, it's not too long. Yeah, uh, it doesn't feel too long. Uh, you know, Cheech's fit, it goes hard. Actually, both their fits go hard. I can see why I've seen so many couples um, do this for Halloween. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's wearing a crop top, so that's so easy for them to, to you know, to put that onto a couple. You know, you get yep. to wear a crop top and a beanie. That's so fat. That's fashionable today. Yeah. You know, they're drippy today. Suspenders? Suspenders, yeah. I mean, he's got it all. That stash... <laughs> It's it's back, man. I'll tell you. Yep. Um. Um. I, would I watch it again? Uh, maybe if I was stoned. Yeah. If it was like twelve a.m. and you were stoned. Yeah. As on table. Yeah, but I th- but I get the feeling that I would fall asleep. <laughs> um. If it was on cable and I was liddied. That's because you smoked indica rather than a sativa, which gives you um, sort of a head it, high. Oh, is that so? Yeah, rather than like a mellow body high, you know? 
Um, you know, man? I don't. I never dabble with those kind of things. Uh, I kind of side with the cops in this, which is maybe why I'm not as uh, high on the movie as you are. <laughs> you want to talk about uh, the Vietnam? Uh... There's, there's a guy here, and it's the guy who's the captain of the Nostromo and Alien. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's Tom Skerritt. Yeah. He's just this guy named Strawberry. They poke a little fun at PTSD, you know. <laughs> he's going... He's just this guy they know, and, you know, he hears, like, some bottle get crushed or something pop in the street, and he thinks it's Claymore's, and he ditches. I was, like, a funny set piece when they leave, uh, when he leaves Cheech in the sidecar, and the motorcycle's just going crazy. Uh, you know, haha, our veterans need help. A uh, kind of, um, kind of insensitive, to be honest. Sort okay. of insightful. Um, simultaneously um, insensitive and insightful. It's the rare double whammy, you know. Uh, and that really represents this mixed bag of a film well. This mixed baggie. <laughs> dime, uh, mixed dime bag. Let me see how many more of these I could fit in here. Um, you know, it's kind of like... I think they really just should have picked out more of the stems and seeds <laughs> out of the picture. There's too much chlorophyller? Yeah, yeah, I Got think you. so. You. you know? This this is kind of like a rip where some of it goes down the wrong pipe, you know? Um, yeah. See, this is the scene with the dog. That, that's just a real straight dog. I don't know. I, like, I, I want to watch because they have a bunch of other movies. Yeah. I want to watch more because... Like I said, I think they can do better than this, and I think they have the chops for it. Yeah. Um, doesn't do it for me. The worst part, before you bag it up, is they have this they have this part where Cheech takes like just a mouthful of LSD, and then he starts stripping. Uh, that performance while he's stripping sucked ass. <laughs> he was just acting like super high, where he's just laughing at everything and cracking wise. Look, everyone acts different on their first time. Okay. <laughs> Look, it was the 70s. Their acid was like pop rocks. Okay, it was like nothing. Just gives you a little buzz. You could take it and then go to work. Okay. It was a different. Listen, it was a different time. All I'm saying is he dropped the cherry on that one. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, he did. Um, is there any? There isn't even. You know what? I, and you know what else? And one more diss on this movie. Uh, apparently, Harry Dean Stanton is in deleted scenes that they cut from this, okay, and it's not. Sucks. It's not in the version I saw. So you know what? Two out of five bags. Well, I'm going to give it 7 out of 10 uh, dime bags. I like the scene where uh, Cheech almost shits himself. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, of uh, dime bags of popcorn. How many dime bags of popcorn was that? 7? Seven seven? Take a bag off. Take a bag off. One bag off. Alright, fine. 6 out of 10 bags. Nice. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, you get some... Tasteful, cup cup, tasteful nudity. The yeah. movie's horny, of course. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, that's up in smoke. Uh, for you, it was a movie. I was, I was, a, I was disappointed. Okay, if you can tell, I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. I wanted more. Okay. All like, oh, and but here's one thing. I'll maybe add a bag. Okay. Because there's a scene at the end that is just clearly homaged in Big Lebowski where he drops the burning hash. Yep. And then Chong has to douse it in beer. I yep. was like, hey, that's in the Big Lebowski he does that, but he's all by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's a little shout out. So um, I'll consider adding a, another bag at a later date. Okay. For After the a rewatch? For the Big Lebowski reference, like 20 years before it came out. Wow. Yeah. Inspired. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the movie. This is what I'm going to say about season four of Stranger Things. <laughs> Just thinking of this, uh, Jonathan is now a stoner. Is he? Yeah. They they get. Uh... You hear him in his room and he's like, "No." Yeah, and he's trying to like push it out the window. The, um, the classic quiet rips maneuver. Elle's doing a little monologue over the scene, and she's like, "Jonathan is acting like strange recently, and his room smells." <laughs> she's like. I don't know what he's doing, but he says that it, it grows from the earth, so it's good for him. 
Facts. He's right. It's um, natural. I'll give you a choice. You've been giving me a choice. I'll give you a choice. Uh, because we watched Cheech and Chong, and they're both in this movie, we could watch Fern Gully, which isn't a cult movie at all, but it has... Uh, it's sort of like a... It's a, it's a hidden gem, you know? Okay. So we could do that, or we could do Star Trek V. Those are your two oh, options. Man. The fucking... Is that the final frontier? No, what is that one? That's Yeah. It's that Star Trek Five. Yeah, that's a shitty one, right? Yeah. All right, let's take a look at Fern Gully for a second here. Uh, pull up what? the. Just can you quickly just hit replace it? Okay. Oh, whatever. Okay, keep doing what you're doing. We got copyright strike by the crawling eye people. Uh, type in Fern Gully. And you know who's also in it? Grace Zabriskie. Shout out. Robin Williams, Tim Curry. This is a star-studded cast. Um, I have seen this before Me when too. I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but now nobody talks about it. Um, well, you know, the fairy's kind of a baddie, <laughs> I guess. That's a perk. Mm-hmm. Listen, if we do Star Trek Five, is that the last Star Trek movie that we have to do? No. Why? Six. What six? The Undiscovered Country, the best Star Trek movie. And then, and then the TNG movies, no, of course. Yeah, but that'll are... be a that'll be a later date. Uh, what? <sighs> Flip a coin. Flip a coin. Flip a coin. All right. Uh, like a two out of three situation. Just just do it once. All right. What's heads? Um. Heads is Fern Gully, because that's the thinking man's choice. Okay. Do I flip or no flip? Uh, um, just do it. Tails. It's going to be Star <laughs> Trek V. The, the worst frontier. Star Trek movie. Uh, out of the originals, yeah. Out of already m- a mixed bag. I even remember... <laughs> Uh, no, actually, I do remember. It's Search for Spock, and then four is the fucking voyage home, mm-hmm. and they go see whales and shit. <laughs> yes. Actually, that one was that one was decent. I have a feeling that this this one's not gonna be good though. I heard that it's the rule, man. It's the odd numbered Star Trek movies are bad. Yep. Except that gets flipped when they reboot it. Because of the three movies they made, yep. the even number one is the worst. And the other two are really good. True. Um, fine. All right. Yeah, fine? Fuck it. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah, whatever. Be a good time. Uh, I won't say that. You know. Do you remember in Paul... Where I try not to remember Paul. That's a that's a, that's a good movie. movie. That movie fucking sucks. <laughs> I saw that movie like maybe like a year or two ago, and I remember thinking that movie was so fucking. Ba- Dude, he's an alien and he's taking bong rips. I want to say that we did not get the idea for Bluncy the alien from that. Oh yeah, it's kind of similar. No, it's not because uh, ours is cool and Paul sucks. Okay. There's only one good joke um, in that movie. Which is? Um, it's like he gives... They're in the campfire and then Paul's like, oh, I have some like government-grade weed here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, this is the shit that killed Bob Dylan. <laughs> and, and then Simon Pegg says, Bob Dylan's not dead. He's still alive. And then Paul says, is he? And that's the only part that I actually liked in that movie about an alien smoking weed with two idiots and one of them says it's not fat it's power. <laughs> Do you know what? Let me t- let me say something about Paul real quick. Yep. In that movie they have like a secret boss and the oh, big reveal is Sigourney Weaver mm-hmm. cuz she was in an alien movie. Do you remember? <laughs> Even though that's like not really the same kind of alien movie at all. <laughs> whatever uh that pissed me off because initially i was like oh that was um jane lynch that they you remember when they go to the diner to start when they get to roswell and there's like jane lynch Mm -hmm. 
and she's like the diner lady yeah i thought the reveal was gonna be that was her <laughs> and that the diner was like a front and i was That'd like okay awesome. that's kind of funny yeah and then just pulls sigourney weaver out and then she just gets killed unceremoniously it's funny no <laughs> no 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 that movie is really bad did you like the three tits joke in it no dude well that's from star trek 5 so get excited isn't is that's not from total recall no oh they're just alluding to other movies like who's that for sci-fi me the sci-fi heads no (laughs) morons it's for that movie probably has like 30 percent of rotten tomato it sucks should be higher like, that that's, that's a shitty range. Seth Rogen picture that goes up there this is the end is better than that um <laughs> what a, knocked up is a little better than that why do I keep watching these movies god damn they think just Paul come on counts? huh do you think Paul counts yeah well he's the alien no as like a as a cult, a cult movie no no nobody you can't watch it no that is like a cop classic episode mm no um nobody cares about that movie nobody remembers it except <laughs> you um but ghost wants to say something he's such a little baka sometimes <laughs> i swear he just exudes baka energy i don't think he's grateful for the fact that i i saved you you owe me your life and then jonathan found a bird i guess people just dump their birds on the streets mm-hmm. Like, hey, man, you can take them to, like, pet value or something and say, like, hey, I can't take care of this. They'll probably do something better. Or they're just... I think some of them might be just so stupid that they let them out thinking they'll fly back. And then they're just... They don't know how to come back. They don't care to. Peace. I'll go be a bird. Or maybe there was, like, some truck that spilled on the highway and it let out all these freaking (laughs) birds. That's weird that you guys both found abandoned birds. His is cuter, though. I, I would like his budgie, but I just don't have the room. Hey, ghost, you know, if you keep this up. Look, say something right now. <laughs> you see how maybe, maybe the other bird will be a better co-host. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, he's considering it. <laughs> see the little head? Yeah, you got till next week to, to figure this shit out, okay? <sighs> yeah. That's uh that's that's it. This is so small. Is it if this is nothing we'll just cut it. I started playing Final Fantasy. It's pretty good. The first one? Yeah. Is it um how slow is it? Because everyone talks about how the NES RPGs are just they take too long. Yeah, it's pretty slow. Like I started it and when you boot it up it doesn't even say Final Fantasy anywhere. It just says like you get this little text like in the beginning of time all was veiled in darkness, blah 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 blah. And then you go to the the home screen and it just says continue new game and then at the bottom it says something like render speed or something. And I tried to I press down to move the cursor to the render speed thing. It wouldn't let me, so I was like, I have no idea what this is, so I just made a new game. Then you're brought to this the next page, which is a a two by two grid of uh, characters that you can select from. And how it works is you just press the D-pad in any direction and then it'll just scroll through the characters. Like you can't like press right to go to A and then press left to go back to B. You just have to go through the whole loop again, which is odd. And then you pick your four characters. I didn't know like what I should pick. It was like black mage, white mage, thief, fighter. Yeah. I don't fucking, I don't know. Um, so what do you pick in RuneScape? You're just a guy in RuneScape. Uh, but then you can, like, level up <clears throat> your strength if you want, or your magic. It doesn't really matter. Um, it's not like, wow, wow, you have to choose if you're, like, a, a dwarf, an elf, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then you can only ha- name your character four character names. Technical limitation. Why? Technical limitation. So one's, I like, Sam, one's get, Quim. That's what it's like in, like, Zelda, too, I think. No. You can't. It's more than that. Oh yeah. Oh, because I. You, oh yeah, because you can name your files Zelda at the yeah. very least. Um. <laughs> it, it, look, it's not a big deal. Okay, yeah. just roll with it. Okay. Um. 
that render speed thing was actually how fast text bubbles would appear. Yeah. Uh, and when I was playing through it the first time, I didn't know that. So I went from level one to level two in like an hour because the text bubbles were just so slow. And I was like, holy crap. Wow, this is like the grueling NES difficulty everyone talks about. Yeah, it's the boredom. It's uh, the waiting. <laughs> But then I figured out the render speed thing, boosted it to the max, and then it was much faster. But well, how did you access that? You're supposed to just press left or right on the start menu. You don't move your cursor down to it. Oh, you can just do it. It's like, it's like one of those things where nowadays everything is just like cursor, and you would just yeah, move it you down. Yeah, just go to that. Yeah. 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 Uh, but this is just like, just move left or right. Um, the thing that sucks, too, is I don't have the instruction manual. Um, and there's just stuff like, I'll buy iron armor because it's the best armor, and then it's like, oh no, that person can't wear iron armor. It's like, oh, okay. It would have been nice to know that when I just spent my gold on it, but okay. You can't, you can't bring it back with a receipt, or? <laughs> no, they give you half. They oh, give really? you half back, yeah. That's respect, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Anyways, that's it. It's okay, so far. But I, I'm, I found out that I'm a bit of an RPG head, uh, so might as well play this. It's fine to build your team, to level up, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, one day I'll play Earthbound. That one is actually like doable. I was playing this though, and I was like, I just thought, wow, Matt would hate this game because, so much. Because, like, yeah, well, at least Earthbound has like funny, wacky stuff yeah. and pop culture references, but then Final Fantasy is just nerd shit. It's just fantasy. Yeah. You know. Save the princess. Ah, a goblin appeared. <laughs> like playing dungeons and dragons mm-hmm. with the slow kids in class you know yeah, yeah they can't run too fast <laughs> yeah exactly they're lagging behind in mm-hmm. the in the in the five mile in the terry fox run <laughs> all right next week star trek uh include clip of it is happening again here Insert. You can't keep getting away with it! Here. And See you next uh, week. Yup. Yup. Send us a movie recommendation on our Instagram at C-O-T Podcast, C-O-T Podcast, and we'll review it on the show. Shake, shake, and may the road rise up to meet your wheels. Was that good enough? Is that the take? Not even close. Take 174, rolling 3, 2, 1...